Hello, everyone, and thank you all for tuning in to The Breakdown, D-Formula's podcast, where we deconstruct the college formula for you. I'm here today in Washington, D.C. with Prim Rose, who is going on to her third year at the University of Cambridge in the U.K., studying politics and international studies. Primrose, thank you for joining us today. Sure. So I hear in the UK, you guys call higher education university instead of college. Does college have another meaning for you guys? Yeah, so um, how it works at my school and a couple other schools in the UK is that you go on to university and then um, kind of like at some US schools where there are residential colleges, it's the same thing in the UK. There are um, residential colleges within the university. So um, when you apply, you apply to a specific college um, and they're who um, assesses you and decides whether they want you for that college. And then if, you, if they don't choose you for that college, then they'll um, put you into this pool and then another college from the University of Cambridge can choose you, like pick you out of the pool. Um, and that is kind of, that college is kind of how your entire university experience is based around. It's where you have most of your um, like small group teaching. Um, it's where you have your um, academic advisor, um, kind of where a lot of people's social, social circles are um, and where you live as well. Um, Wow. So I find it very interesting that in the UK, students earn a bachelor degree in three years and you're here on your final year. So how do you feel about that? Nervous. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. Like I grew up in the States, so all of my friends still have two more years except for those in the UK. And it feels like I shouldn't be graduating already. It's too soon. That's crazy. So I also heard that you're required to decide your major before you start. How was that process for you? Like, how did you know before you started what you wanted to study? Yeah, um, so that's kind of why it only takes three years. You don't take, there's no core curriculum. You don't take classes kind of outside of your major. So everything is compressed into those three years. So when I was applying, I knew I wanted to do something with the humanities, Um, really liked history and um, economics at high school, and they also have stricter requirements, Um, so I, you know, couldn't apply for a science. Um, And I just looked at the course outline on the website, and I thought that my course sounded interesting and kind of widely applicable, so... Nice. So I read that a gap year before starting at a university is really popular for students sort of to just like fill in for that fourth year. Um, Did you or any of your friends pursue that? Yeah, I know. I didn't. I know a lot of people who had a gap year before they went to university. It's kind of a nice way to um, get some space before going to university. What do they do during that time? Various things. I know someone who spent a year au pairing in Rome. Um, wow. A lot of people travel or work, just kind of like take a break from the exams and the academia mm-hmm. for a year, um, which I think is a cool idea. But Yeah, very cool. So are most of the students at the University of Cambridge from the UK or is it pretty international? So I think the stats are um, 
20% international, so that's people outside of the EU. Um, and that's generally concentrated in a small number of countries. So there's a lot of people from the States, Singapore, um, India, Australia, New Zealand. Um, it's kind of weird the way Cambridge works in that um, they don't provide much financial aid for overseas students. And it's very difficult to apply as an overseas student to, for the interview process, you either have to fly to the UK or have a Skype interview, but Skype interviews are only available in, I think, like three or four locations across the world. So um, that makes it very difficult for anyone from a lower income who isn't living in the EU to apply to Cambridge. Hmm. Interesting. So apparently the grading system there is also very different from here in the US in that you guys don't use GPAs to calculate your grades. What is it like there? Yeah, so how it works, it depends a bit on the subject, but for most subjects, the first two years don't really matter at all. Um, You still get grades at the end of the year when you take your final year exams, um, or at the end of each year when you take your final exams. Um, But those first two years it's kind of just a practice run and then your third year your final grade that you leave university with that you put on your resume is the culmination of a couple of exams that you take at the end of your third year and then your dissertation or coursework if you did that wow so it all really comes down to yeah what you guys do at the end yeah interesting so how big is the sports culture at the universities Um, there isn't much of one at Cambridge. Rowing is a big thing, um, because there's this whole, like, tradition, historical aspect to it. Like, people have been rowing at Cambridge for hundreds of years, um, so that's pretty popular. I did that for a bit, um, which is cool. You kind of have this sense of camaraderie with people when you wake up at 6 a.m. and go row on the river, um... And it can be pretty competitive. Um, there's a yearly like Oxford versus Cambridge boat race that's kind of watched across the UK. Wow. Um, aside from that, not much sports culture. Yeah, so in the US, like there's a lot of recruited athletes that go into the colleges. It's not like that there. You can't get recruited. Oh, not at all. No, they you can't get recruited and you also like it doesn't matter if your family donates to the school but that doesn't impact your chances of getting in at all okay so is there greek life at all at the university of cambridge or any sort of variation of a sisterhood or brotherhood there's no greek life there are things called drinking societies which i guess is the nearest equivalent to a frat sorority system um and that It's a lot more informal. You just kind of, if you end up with a certain group of friends, you might get um, like included into a drinking society where they just kind of, you know, um, play a lot of drinking games and um, host a lot of parties, but not in the kind of structural system that, that US schools have. Nice. 
So you're part of the Varsity, which is Cambridge's oldest student newspaper. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what you do? Yeah, so um, right now I'm the deputy editor of Varsity. Um, I've kind of held a lot of positions um, doing news reporting, editing, um, long essay editing, that kind of thing. Um, We have a weekly print edition during term, so every week we go to our offices and create a 40-page or 36-page paper that's distributed across the university, and then we also have, like, online coverage. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar to other student newspapers in the U.S., except that it's weekly, not a daily, which I find insane to have to do that every day. And it's just kind of a fun way of kind of reporting on what's happening in the university and um, a lot of crazy things happen at Cambridge that that people should be aware of. And so it's nice to kind of um, tell those stories. That's awesome. So I read that at Cambridge, there are these lavish formal hall dinners. Can you tell us what those are like? Yeah, so... um, Going back to what I said about the college system, um, every college has a formal hall various nights a week. Mine is four nights a week, but people don't go every night. Um, You wear your gowns, so when you um, when you like start at Cambridge, you have to wear a gown, and then when you graduate, you wear that same gown. But throughout the three years whenever you go to formal hall you wear your gown and like a nice outfit and then there's generally a three or four course meal with um wine and port um and you sit with your um classmates and then the academics of the college also sit at like a high table um at the end of the hall and yeah, it's just kind of a weird thing. It's a bit like Hogwarts, I guess. That's what it's literally yeah. sounding like. Wow, that is so cool. So Cambridge is also known for their May balls and garden parties. Can you tell us what those are like? Yeah, so at the end of each year, there are um, probably a dozen May balls um, at various colleges um, it's kind of cool. There's this week in June after exams have ended where every night you see people in full-length ball gowns and white tie walking to balls. And the city is all kind of lit up. There are fireworks every night. And these old buildings from like the 14th century have colors projected on them. And they're like Ferris wheels inside of the colleges. And these Mayballs, they're hugely extravagant. I think the budgets for some of them will be like $250,000 for one night. Um, And, you know, it's kind of this really old tradition that they've had since probably the 1700s. It's just kind of one of those weird, quirky things. That's Um, incredible. So what about the garden parties? Um, those are more low-key. It's a lot of just kind of sitting in the sun, um, drinking pins, which is, um, I'm not sure what exactly it is. It's like chopped fruit and um, a gin and like 
tonic, just kind of little bites to eat. Um, but the gardens around Cambridge are really pretty, so that's just another fun thing to do once exams are over. That sounds so cute. So to wrap things up, what are your three most favorite things about the University of Cambridge? Um, favorite thing is probably the teachers. Um, they're really dedicated, and the conversations that you have in your classes are just really engaging, and it just it feels like such a honor to be able to speak with these academics. Um, on like a one-on-one setting and to kind of explore different um, topics in different areas of history um, that is kind of so unique to Cambridge. Second thing, probably just the architecture. It's a beautiful city. It's kind of fun to witness the quirks and traditions of Cambridge and to kind of make fun of them, but also just see this huge historic university kind of be one small three years in this grand history of an 800 year institution which is pretty cool those are all so nice so to finish what is the single most important thing you would tell your high school self um don't care about the name of the institution that you're going to I know this sounds kind of hypocritical from someone who goes to Cambridge, but the most important thing is that you're going to university that will fit with your interests and what you want to get out of the experience. Um, And the rat race to get into a brand name university is overblown and nobody cares. I think that's such an important tip, Primrose. So it was such a pleasure having you on The Breakdown. And thank you all for tuning in. Come back soon and we'll keep deconstructing the college formula. You can download the formula on the iOS store to meet with a college student on campus or through video chat. For more information, you can check out our website at deformula, which is D-E-F-O-R-M-U-L-A dot com. If you're interested in a feature on The Breakdown, email us at thebreakdown at deformula.com.